On today's show, the Dallas Mavericks beat the Washington Wizards, a bounce-back game for the Mavericks. What did it show us about the Mavericks and who stepped up? We'll talk about that more on today's Lockdown Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Lockdown Mavericks. Now back to the Mavericks. NBA champion. He hit it. It's gone. And the Mavericks have won the game. We don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager. Locked on Podcast Network, where we let it ride. Thanks for being part of the show, making Locked On Mavs your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day and to comment anything below. Comment below. Say one thing about Derek Lively. Just one. Just thing. one? Today's episode is brought to you by Jace Medical. Empower yourself with the purchase of a Jace case, providing you with a personal supply of five antibiotics that treat 50-plus infections. Get yours today at jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com. And joining me, the post-game prodigy. What you got for me? Slightly biased. Feeling relieved. Feeling good. It would have been dangerous if the Mavericks <laughs> lost this game. Thank God they did it. Ugh. The vibes like- would have been so bad. They would have been horrible. I mean, they would have been <laughs> like delete. Just don't go on social media for the next two weeks. No, levels of bad. Avoid it. Avoid it all. Yeah. Throw your phone into a creek. <laughs> yeah. Just focus on another hobby for just a little yeah. tiny bit. <laughs> yeah. It's like maybe go get back into the NFL for a little. <laughs> yeah. For a little while. The, star, the stars are good for yeah, the Dallas people. <laughs> go to a hockey game. I don't know. Go to a concert. Yeah. <laughs> Something else. But, hey, we don't have to do that today. The Mavs won nope. this game. Kyrie sat out. The Mavericks lost their game to the Pelicans in a real bad way. And so, mm-hmm. in this game, we got to talk about just the bounce back. The Mavericks needed to go in this game and take care of business. That's same way for a lot of the start of this season. We've heard some people say, well, the Mavericks haven't played anybody this season. I don't care. They've yeah. got to take care of business. They did not do that last year. Like, it's got to be one test and then the other, right? The first test to me was, can you take care of business? Is your floor at a certain point? Do you Are you a good enough team to where you beat these teams? The Wizards, the Hornets, the Grizzlies who are bad right now, the San Antonio Spurs, the even the Brooklyn Nets. Like, do you beat those teams, right? And now the Mavericks have answered that question through a big portion of this start of the season. Starting 9-3, and three, the Mavericks win this game tonight and take care of business on a second night of a back-to-back where they traveled. Yeah, no, and uh, Falwell tweeted out something earlier that the winning yeah. percentage in the last two years for teams that travel on a back-to-back, on the second night of a back-to-back, and lose an hour was like 30% or something crazy like that because it's just so difficult. And, you know, the schedule – I was looking at this earlier today because I was like, our schedule's been really weird just looking through it. And, yes, the, the opponents might not have been the most difficult, but the travel schedule's insane. They've only had one back-to-back – like one – pair of back-to-back home games so far this season and that'll remain the case through November just a very strange like travel schedule so far for the Mavericks so while it might not be like the most difficult opponent wise it's been hard travel wise and I'm sure that's part of the reason why you saw like such a horrible night last night just from weird tired legs and travel I'm just trying to ba- yeah, give them some bailout yeah, it was a weird where it was the second the second game and a two game like homestand for the Pelicans there against the Mavericks. Yeah. Uh, that that Pelicans team was at like at the end of a five game losing streak, so they had a lot of pent up aggr- pent up aggression that they took out not on Bourbon Street, they took it out on the court. Yeah, and and then now the Mavericks play this game. I, I 
we, there's a lot of people to shout out. There's a lot of, we'll go through a, a lot of them. We'll talk about Derek Lively. We'll talk about Tim Hardaway and we'll give an update on his injury and all that. This Wizards team is so bad. <laughs> they are horrible. Oh. The defense like- coming in, the defense coming in, according to cleaning the glass, is the 29th defense. And like, I think they oversold it. <laughs> Who is worse than them? I need to see with my own two eyes. Houston. What? What? Yeah, oh, wait, this is weird. last season. Sorry, this is, I'm looking at last saying. seasons. I was about to I say, saying. wait a second. No, yeah. uh, Charlotte. Okay, that makes some sense, I guess. But yeah, man, that that defense is just very bad. Like, uh, gone are the days of. Do you remember all of the maybe like all the the DMs and all of the mailbag messages where people would say, "Do you think the Mavs could get Ga- Daniel Gafford? Do you think Daniel yeah. Gafford would be the center that would fix the spot?" And like tonight, you saw it firsthand. He had a couple of decent plays, but. You saw it firsthand. Like, Derek Lively outplayed him thoroughly. And, like, the Mavericks yeah. are a step forward in this and have the center that they really need. Yeah, no. Well, and everyone's – because I was one of the people who was like, yeah, Gafford would be cool. I mean, he was would have been an upgrade over what the sure. situation was at the time. But, yes, yeah. Lively already looked better than Gafford. And I think maybe that just kind of goes to show that you have your elite cream of the crop centers in the league. But then outside of that, it's a big kind of jumbled mess – in, in like who's like seven through 15 in center rankings. You know what I mean? I'm just throwing seven out. It might even be less than that. It's like really the top five outside of the centers. But and Lively, man, he's whew, he's looking incredible. Would much rather have him than Gafford, obviously. So, so good in this game. But it, that was the one thing that that's the first thing that stood out to me was just that he outplayed them on both ends of the floor in a lot of ways. He got got blocks. He contested at the rim. He got a bunch of rebounds early. He only had to play. He only he played under twenty four minutes in this game. Like kid decided not to play him in the fourth quarter in garbage time. Even uh, okay. I need theories. Okay. Because I I try to think like Jason Kidd sometimes. Like all right, let me put myself in the mind of of Hall of Fame point guard and current coach of the Dallas Mavericks, Jason Kidd. Let me put my my and I I think. Why are they not giving Derek Lively minutes in the fourth quarter? Like just even to just to play it out, right? Like a rookie center. Yeah. I can't I think, get there. Besides lack of besides they don't want him to get injured. Like that's the only thing I can think of. I think it's that. I, I, I don't know understand. I don't know why Luca came back into this game. Especially that's the like, thing that that's the thing that gets me. Derek Lively didn't play in the fourth quarter, but Luca came back in the fourth quarter. Like the game is over. Cause this wasn't uh what what I forgot was it the clip the Clippers game where Luca kind of checks back in in the fourth and it's like a 14 point game. That one was like, all yeah. right, like the Clippers are going on a little mini run, like let's just stop the bleeding and win this game. This was like the game was done. It was they were up twenty four when Luca Tim came back in with six minutes. Already left. hurt his knee. If I'm a coach, I'm like, all right, just pull everybody out of this game. Yeah, right. You know, like, like let's just let's just get out of here with no more injuries. And then Luca comes back in. Yeah, I don't know why Lively didn't go back in. Maybe they just wanted. Well, I was gonna say maybe they just wanted to get Rashawn Holmes out there. He played two minutes, so that couldn't have been the reasoning. Uh, well, they went small instead. They decided like, hey, let's try out this small thing a little bit. Yeah, maybe they, they were experimenting with that because the, the Wizards still had all their guys out there until like the two minute mark, maybe. Who are all like, their guys? I can't. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, Anthony Gill played like plus hard 10 to, minutes. I think that's hard to tell the difference. It's hard to tell the difference between the Wizards guys and their bench guys. Well, Danilo Gallinari, I, I forgot he was in the league for a second. He's wearing number 88. Like, it's <laughs> just all really bad there. Do you think Markeith Morris went up to him and was like, dude, great idea? He's just <laughs> yeah, a huge whoa. Cowboys fan because he, he was like, I should have got 88. That's so funny. 88 is just a hilarious number for the NBA. I don't <laughs> like it. Well, that's what everybody said when Luca picked 77, but here we are. 
But see, I think the thing is, is if you're good enough, you can make any number cool. <laughs> okay. Because you think like, so like it was, it's 41 that cool of a number, but now we associate it with yeah with Luca, and it's like yeah, 41 is no. a cool number. No, 41 is Dirk. Oh yeah, Dirk. My bad. You guys know what I meant. <laughs> well, welcome to the Daily Dallas Mavericks podcast. We know everything <laughs> yes. about the Dallas Mavericks, yeah, including the numbers of the best player in franchise history and the current best player on the team. <laughs> Luka Doncic, that guy. Uh, among the things that we know, yeah, just a bounce back game. Like I, honestly, that was my that was my big takeaway in this one is the Mavericks needed to come in, take care of business, and honestly, one of the big reasons why I think they took care of business is they didn't take their foot off the gas, which maybe is part of why Jason Kidd kept putting Luca back in like in the fourth quarter and even, but this team was really unselfish in this game too. And that's a trait I did not see in this team last year. No, I, I think this team last year does not come out like they did tonight. I think they walk out of the gates again, sleepwalking and struggle. Maybe they get like a three point win or something. And we're just like, wow, that was ugly, but we yeah. needed to win. But uh, I mean, what, what it boils down to again, last night's game against the Pelicans, seven turnovers in the first quarter that they pretty much all led to transition points that, Dug you a deep hole immediately today, tonight, 10 turnovers in the entire game. Wow. So just a, a big, you know, that that's really what it boils down to. And of course, you know, the, the Wizards don't have the defensive personnel that the Pelicans were trotting out there last night, but still the, the, the team just played much better. They executed better. The energy was better. And that's why that's just, that was pretty much what we were harping on last night was like the energy was terrible last night. The, the, yeah. It was just really bad. The effort wasn't there. And tonight it was. On the second night of a back-to-back, which just goes to show that they can turn it on whenever they want. Shows the signs of a mature team. Shows the yeah. signs of a team that believes that they you know, are better and can win. And that's what we wanted the Mavericks to show. Show us that you believe that you're better and believe that you can go out there and do the things that are necessary. They were, they're playing unselfish. They played with the effort, like you said. And, man, it was huge. Let's talk about uh, Luca. Let's talk about Derek Lively. Let's talk about their impact. Obviously, Tim and all that. We'll get into that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook has all kinds of props and odds and lines. Go check out FanDuel. See what they have available for you. Okay, I got, I got, right now, I got Cowboys. What's the next game the Cowboys play? Uh, on Sunday, they play the Panthers, right? They are right now a 10.5 point favorite against, against the Panthers on that one. Uh, also, right now, if you want to put down money on the money line, put down five bucks. You can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. So put your money on the minus 560 money line on the Cowboys. Maybe not that one. Maybe maybe pick a different one. You have a chance to win some more money on with that one. But you'll get 150 bucks in bonus bets if they win that game anyway on the money line. So check it out. Check out FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. It's not just NFL. They have NBA lines as well. All kinds of things. Futures, in-game, parlays, all things that you can do. On FanDuel, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on, the official partner of the NFL. Shut it down! Let's go! Thanks everybody for hanging out with us on Locked On Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. If you want to support the show, text me, get text alerts from me on Mavs rumors, game day stuff, all kinds of things. I'll do a film breakdown on one of the quarters from tonight's game. Text the number 214-643-8637 and you'll get a subtext subscription where you can get all that stuff. All right, slightly. I think it starts with with Luka Doncic too. He came out and was just much better in this game. I mean, even in the first, what was it, four minutes, Luka came out. In the first quarter, he finished 13 points, three assists. You can just tell right out of the gate, he's like, I've got to be better today. Like, I have to come out and I have to make up for what it was that that last game was because it was just a debacle. In that yeah. one. And he was so much better early on in this game. 
Yeah, I, I was kind of shocked whenever seven of 18 is what he finished, which that's not like an efficient shooting nine. I mean, 26 points on 18 shots. We'll take that. That's perfectly fine. But I, I guess I don't remember where his like shots stopped dropping because, yeah, he went four of seven in the first quarter, 13 points. But again, it was just, you know, okay, the rest of the game, his shots weren't dropping. Maybe he made three shots the, the next three quarters, but it was still making great, you know, passes getting back on defense, not getting burned in transition. Those are all the things that we talk about. It's just like, you know, he's not going to shoot 75% from the field every game, but he can impact the game in so many different ways. It's just getting to the point where that's the consistent thing. And it's completely fine to call him out when it's not happening. But tonight he was really good. The energy was great and the team fed off of it. And I mean, some of his passes tonight were absurd. And that Luca lively connection in the third quarter. Woo. Oh, just the way he can pick apart defenses with his, with his passing like that. And just makes you freeze. And lively, they already have that chemistry already to know. Yeah. All right, go up for it, or go go this way, or you know, it's some of it's chemistry, and some of it's just Luca being a genius, and like yeah. just and lively just being like, all right, I'll just keep going, like just keep yeah, going, keep exactly. going, keep going, keep running. It's like a quarterback telling a wide receiver, like just run, like eff it. Jamar Chase is down there somewhere. You know what yeah. I mean? Like just go for it. And lively just keeps going for it because he's got that. You know, he's 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 got that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. Oof. But Luca, Luca, much better in this game. Picked him apart with his passing, and also, you got to give him credit on the defensive end. I thought he was pretty good. He yeah, held he his own. Some, he, he held his own in a lot of ways. He had some moments in isolation against Jordan Poole where he was just not having it. Does you know not, who didn't have any moments? Jordan Poole. Jordan, six of seventeen <laughs> from the field. Jordan Poole, sixteen yeah, points. You know that's the problem. I thought this Wizards team would be kind of a fun bad where you just watch <laughs> them and Jordan Poole has like thirty five and Kuzma has thirty seven and they're down by twelve. There's nothing fun going on here. Blog no. Kulabali was pretty good. But not in this game. There's nothing, there's nothing fun in this game for the Wizards on this one. Tons of stuff no, fun for the, for the Mavericks, though. I'm just talking about in general. There's not a lot of fun things going on. <laughs> <laughs> I texted our Locked On Wizards host after the game, and uh, I said, guys, this team... At least you get paid to talk about them. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I, I would like to see their viewership numbers. They uh they said hey at least we'll be good in four years and I was like which players? <laughs> <laughs> no listen I think Cool Bali will be good but outside of that I don't know who's gonna be on this team. That's it. That's, I mean that's the only one. It's that, that's a tough yeah. one. I mean they are starting from the ground up at this one. Like the NBA is just too talented. Like you look at a team yeah. like that and say oh Pool NBA champion Kyle Kuzma NBA champion like these guys have both got experience they you know can step up and be this next. Can they be ready? Can they be like Mikael Bridges who steps up and becomes the guy on their team and like. They just don't. I mean, you just don't have it. Like, it's, no. just, it's not there for them, and so, oof, yeah, it's it's tough for the Wizards. But Mavs, we talked about Luca Lively. I want to talk a little bit more about about his game because he was just a menace on defense. And one mm-hmm. of the reasons why the Wizards didn't have any good moments in this game was because Derek Lively was at the rim contesting his ability to. And he kind of talked about it after the game. His ability to know when to just let things go because you're like, all right, I just got to tip my hat to this to this player, he just made a great play to contest, to go after a block. Like that kind of timing is, it's just so high level for a player, like a rookie player already in this stage. Yeah. He, he's just does a legitimately great job of contesting without fouling, contesting without doing too much. I mean, Kuzma, I remember hit, hit like a step back three on him uh, in uh, yeah. hit, like out in, in the perimeter, but it was just a really tough shot. And I thought lively did a great job. And that's just the plays that you need to see from him. Right. Cause it was a make, but it was still just as good of a contest as you could have possibly had there without... Did they take a rebound away from Lively? Or did he Did he always have nine? 
He always had nine. No, they oh, okay. they made a big deal about does he go back in and get the other rebound? Oh, and, okay, okay. I thought he had ten for some reason, but yeah, no. Defensively, he was great. Blocked two shots, altered many more at the rim. I yeah. mean, I, I don't know how many different shots he altered at the rim. Just a real impressive performance, man. He did really good on Kuzma anytime that Kuzma mm-hmm. was matched up to him. That three that you mentioned was the only one that I'd noticed, at least specifically, that he kind of struggled with that or that, you know, he got scored on really, but he just stood his ground and kind of, you know, contested yeah. it. And it's kind of what shot. It's all you can do. He just, you know, turned around and let like faded away and all that. Yeah. But anytime that he tried that anybody tried to get in the paint or any time that uh, Kuzma tried to like stand him up, it just, it didn't work. And I thought he did a great job on it, man. I'm so impressed with what I've seen from Derek Lively. The maps have their center, man. Like, They've got it, and he's going to look bad against some matchups like the Nuggets, and it's going to be a problem at some times. But, but man, they've got the guy that at least raises their floor that they desperately needed. Yeah, he's just, he's just so impressive in space. I mean, that, that was the one thing defensively I thought would take way more time. We'd, we'd be like, okay, he'll block some shots, and he'll have some moments when he's when he's under the rim and he's able to contest, but when yeah. he gets out in space, it might be a problem. He's just He's been very impressive in that regard, and it's very encouraging because that's those are the – those are the things that you see and you're like, oh, this guy is contributing to legit winning NBA basketball this early into his career because, you know, a bunch of centers can be shot blockers, but it's what can you do when you're out on the perimeter and teams are looking to hunt you and teams are looking for mismatches and can you hold your own? The question, the answer for Lively so far, yes. Absolutely, yes. He also had a moment in the third quarter, about five and a half minutes left, where he had to break a trap from Luca. Gafford stepped up after a screen, and they, they tried to trap Luca. And Lively went to the middle of the floor like you're supposed to, gets the ball, turns around, one dribble straight to the basket. I'm like, ooh, yeah, yes, yes, yeah, got the end, got the end one, got fouling. Jordan Poole flew over and and fouled him on that. But mm-hmm. that's another level of like the can you break the trap? We already have answered the question. Can he make good passes out of that? The answer is yes. He had two assists in this game. And had some really good passes in this game out of that kind of action. But can you put the ball on the deck at least like once or do like a one dribble and get to the rim? Like the answer, I don't know. After this one, that was a good, that was a good sign to me. Yeah, his pick and roll play. I mean, the passing, that's the thing that's it, that's the thing that shocked me the most so far. And it's like, oh, if if Derek Lively can make passes like this out of a short roll this early into his career, like this is like pretty advanced stuff. I mean, really. And center is one of the harder positions. It's kind of like linemen in the NFL where it's just like, it takes a little bit. Like it takes a little bit for them to actually reach their peak. You don't usually expect rookie centers to come out and immediately know what they're doing. And Lively is just, I mean, they always talked about how smart he was, but man, he just picks things up so quickly. It feels like, and he just knows where his teammates are going to be in the short roll. Perfect. I mean, it's really brings a tear to your eye. (laughs) (laughs) Can we pour one out? Can we just be like, ah, Finally, a Mav Center that we haven't yeah. had since Tyson Chandler. So. Shout out to all the Chris Kamens, the Zazas. Wait, should we try to name? Should we try to name all the Mav Centers? Well, I was just doing it earlier, so I probably I'm probably pretty good at it. Willie Colley Stein, Dewan Blair, uh, Solid Measury, <laughs> Satnam Singh. Never got a minute, uh, I don't think. Satnam shame. Oh man, we could we could also name all the centers that Mavs fans have wanted over the years too. Like <laughs> Gafford would be high on for, that list. Pouring out for Daniel Gafford, Rashawn Holmes on the team right now, definitely yep. one that, that was Andre, like a four-year trek. <laughs> Andre Drummond, who's might we talked about yesterday as maybe coming to the Mavericks. Man, there's just so many. You could just no. we could just name all the centers the Mavs wanted and boom. They've got one and guys he's kid. he's 19. I know, it's insane. Uh, so good. All right. I'm we're very happy about this. We're we're very very and excited. And they traded back. 
They got Omax. back in the draft. Yeah, like we still can be excited about Omax. I thought he saw. I thought he showed some stuff. We'll talk you know, about Omax him. Omax was pretty good tonight. I thought in his. We'll minutes. talk about him. We'll talk about Curry. We'll talk about Tim Hardaway Jr. and give an update on him, and we'll do all of that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Jace Medical. I've got a Jace case, and you know, like we spend a lot of time talking about wins and talking about you know, losses, who starts, who sits, all that kind of stuff. And I'm thankful for the connection that we have with the audience. And today I want to uh, make it a little bit more personal with this. Jace helps you in emergencies. You go to jace.com, receive your 12-month supply of daily medication. Use the promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. Jace has five antibiotics that'll help you in the case of emergency. They've got a little booklet in here that'll tell you when to use it. If you've got an infection, if you've got all kinds of different things, you can check it out at jacemedical.com. They've got the little guide in there. You know that you're taken care of when there is any kind of emergency. So a verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply Supply chain issues had me cut my pills in half but I was able to get the daily medications that I needed with an antibiotic kit. He feels secure now. Prices are lower than pharmacies. He highly recommended it for anyone. We're going to recommend it as well. Go to Jace Medical to see if uh, this is offered to you on daily medications. Remember, use the promo code LOCKEDON for $20 off your purchase of a Jace case. Again, use the promo code LOCKEDON, Jace Medical, J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, Slightly, let's talk about the rest of this game gone on too long yeah it's gone on too long tim hardaway jr timothy Dwayne hardaway jr man he's been a different player he's just yeah. been a different player in the last couple of games the last like couple weeks of the season or so at the beginning of the season you started to see it like you started to see to borrow your phrase the vision like you started to see the vision with him yeah. where all right, he's going to be a little bit more aggressive with his mid-range shots. You've got to respect his shot all over the court. And if you've got to respect his shot all over the court, it opens up stuff for everybody else. And then he would make like really dumb plays on one side, and you'd be like, okay, what is happening? Then he'd get lost on defense. And now, I mean, in a game like this, 11 of 20 from the field, 7 of 11 from three. Of course, of course he's, if he's hitting his shot like that, it's just it's game over, which it was. Yeah. But the shots that he was taking – the, the, like the types of shots he was taking three assists for him too. That's a big deal for Tim Hardaway jr. Mm-hmm. 31 points for the, in the game got hurt and 31 points in less than 27 minutes, by the way, which is crazy. He got hurt kind of at the end and they gave an update. Jason Kidd said that he's fine. He'll be okay. He went back to the locker room, but they checked it out and said, he's okay. I, I, I find that Tim is down for injuries more like that are not as serious more often. Like maybe we put him in the Luca category of, <laughs> Of like, are they THJ boo-boos? Like, maybe we do that, that too. That was scary, to be fair. For sure, for sure. And he was just checking, making sure everything was okay, but glad yeah. to know that, that he's okay. Jason Kidd said he's fine. What did you see from Tim Hardaway Jr. this game, man? Because I saw a changed player. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, he's playing the best basketball of his life at 31 years old. It's just the confidence, obviously, is always going to be there for Tim, but it's not just on pull-up threes anymore. Like, he's attacking yeah. aggressive closeouts. If you're playing too far up on him, he's going to – a couple dribbles blow past you and pull up mid-range jumper. And, you know, when it doesn't go down, it doesn't go down. But I, I will say his shots have just been – they look better this year. Like, he just looks much smoother off the dribble. Looks more comfortable. He's making better decisions with the basketball. And I don't know if it's just he's in such a zone currently that it's just, like, nothing can phase him or if it's just something that – He's improved on because it's, you know, it's kind of rare at 31 years old. You see a player kind of taking some of the steps Tim's taken, but I don't know if the, t- if the trade stuff really got to him and he's like, no, I'm gonna prove you all wrong. Like I can do whatever it is you think 
you're going to trade me for. I can be that guy. I don't know, but whatever it is, it's been great to watch. We were wondering, and we were kind of concerned at the beginning of the season, his whole thing about, like, I didn't know that. This, this is the first time hearing that of, you know, him getting traded, him being on the trade block. And he was. He was on the trade block. He didn't think he was going to be here. Mavericks didn't think he was going to be here. Nobody thought the kid didn't think he was going to be here. I didn't think I he was going to be here. I don't think any slightly biased didn't think he was going to be here. Nobody, nobody did. No one did. And so, and then he probably heard a lot of, well, Tim could be salary filler. Tim, Tim is a, yeah. you know, a, like not a negative contract, but not a positive contract either. Right. Like, I wonder if all that stuff kind of gets to your head. He also was healthy through the off season. Do we have to do the, the Chris Haas Porzingis, like first healthy off season? Do I have to take a drink? <laughs> the bicep, the, the bicep uh, curl pictures. Oh my gosh. But. He had a healthy offseason, which I think is is notable. He didn't have to rehab, and so maybe that's a, a good thing in his favor. But, man, he's just playing so well. And yeah. Jason Kidd has given him that confidence. And even though he's coming off the bench, like it feels like that bench role is really good for him to just come in. He can hit a bunch of shots again. He doesn't have to guard anybody like really like really hard yeah. necessarily off the bench. And so, man, he's just he's been a different player. I've just been really impressed. He hit lively on a post-entry pass, like over the top of Tyus Jones when they got a switch on like some off ball stuff. And I was like, yeah, who is this guy? Who is this guy hitting him on this pass? Because that wouldn't be a pass. He would make no, the last couple impressive. of years. That was an impressive pass. But yeah, I think it's time to have a conversation with your loved ones about a Tim Hardaway junior six man of the year campaign. Cause I don't really know who's competing currently with Tim. Just, wow. it's I, true. just the way he's played so far. I really don't know who else could be in the running for it. That'd be so funny. If, uh, like, like all the Mavericks have a really good season. They end the year and like Luca maybe gets all NBA, but doesn't get MVP. Like there's no other awards for the Mavericks. And like, they get a six man of the year. for, for Yeah. That would be the most shocking thing. Like if yeah. you were to pick out all the awards the Mavs got yeah. before the start of the season, I think, I think people would have picked like even a Josh green, most improved over a Tim six man. That one is not coming. The Josh. No, nope. yeah, <laughs> if there was a different reward, Maybe most regret. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. <laughs> no, no, no wow. that was a joke. Wow. That was a joke. Wow. What I time know, is it? What time? 26 minutes in? <laughs> I, I, listen, I'm still a Josh Green fan. People just expected him to be something he probably was never going to become. That's well, we really expect, just the We show. expected him to be Derek Jones Jr., basically. <laughs> yeah. what we expected. Man. Well, Derek Jones Jr. is Derek Jones Jr. He has really stepped up, too. He hit two threes in this game. He scored 20 points. It's like one of those you look up and you're like, oh, my gosh, he has 20 points. Yeah. Seven He's boards like, in this one, too couple of block shots. He was like driving like early yeah. in the game. I, I I noticed that he drove on a, yeah, at like eight, like three minutes into the game. He drives right at Daniel Gafford and finishes over the top of him. And I was like, yeah. Oh God, the maps are going to destroy in this game. If they can just yeah. drive at Daniel Gafford, whatever they, it, I mean, it felt like if it felt like, it felt like when players drive at Dwight Powell's. Oh God. <laughs> That's what it felt like. No, don't, don't, don't pull, don't pour fuel onto the fire, please. You know how hard it is being one of the only Dwight Powell defenders there is. You and Bobby Gravity need to have a support group. <laughs> it's just like, you know how hard yeah. it is already. If Bobby Gravity is one of them, then and then like there's some others too that defend Dwight Powell. Like you're the only one not getting paid by the Mavs. <laughs> <laughs> defend Dwight Powell like this uh, that you know of. <laughs> Oh my god. Under the table. No, it's funny because I'll, I'll just tweet. I just looked at my, my Twitter. I was uh, tweeting about the game and unrelated to anything. <laughs> someone underneath there was like, well, G Gafford's way better rebounds than Dwight Powell. And it's like, well, what do we like? How does Dwight Powell always enter in to the site guys? Like, it's just always on the, on the forefront of Mavs fans' minds. <laughs> 
Because he's the longest tenured Maverick. Yeah, <laughs> he's part of our soul. He played seven minutes tonight. Like, why are we even talking about him? <laughs> he wasn't even on the floor. The Gafford thing reminded me of a Dwight Powell play. Uh, you tweeted before the game, by the way. Uh, you're envisioning a big assist night for Luka Doncic. Bet the house on his assists. He got 10. Does that count? Yeah, I think I think that's the over. I think the over is like nine and a half. I didn't check prize picks before the game to see if they actually had a, a more or less projection. It's on, interesting on though, because the only reason I said that was I thought, well, the Wizards obviously don't have the personnel to guard Luca one on one. And then before the game, uh, Wes Unsell Jr. was saying like, oh, well, you, you got to send bodies at him and stuff like that. It's got to be a team effort. So I was like, oh, they're just be blitzing <laughs> and double teaming and trapping him the entire game. And they didn't really do that. They did it every once in a while. Like there's that play, play earlier I talked about with with Derek Lively. Yeah. You know they they trapped here and there, but yeah, no, it didn't, didn't happen. Much. Didn't happen very often. Derek Jones Jr. I mean, he's just a different player. <laughs> he looks insane. so confident in his drives, in his three point shot. Like he's taking three point shots now that are slightly contested, which yeah. is a big thing. Like build that confidence up, man. Like keep keep it up. Um, it, oh, so many other players we could talk about this game. Grant Williams, uh. Did not shoot well. Two of seven, four of 13 from the field. He had seven assists, though, in this game. I mean, he was like yeah. the playmaker out there. And he completely botched a lob that I think he'll never hear the end yeah. of. He didn't hear the end of it from Dante Exum on the way down back back to defense on the other end. You could hear Dante Exum go like, oh, come <laughs> on, Grant. And he uh, airballed a finger roll. He had like a bunch of <laughs> gimmies in the paint that he didn't hit. I just think he's surprised that he's even getting some of these looks where it's like, oh, I'm shooting this this, this year? Oh. Like, those will fall. I'm confident. I thought he played really well. I really the airballed finger roll was like somebody in the stands had a sniper rifle and, like, <laughs> shot the ball in the air. And it was like he just wasn't going to make that one. Yeah, the airballed finger rolls are always one of the funnier plays because it just doesn't, it doesn't make sense to your eyes when the player goes up and it just goes backwards. He was the classic example of the Mavericks' unselfishness tonight, though. That yeah. he didn't. I mean, he put up 13 shots, but he still, like, anytime he got the ball and he didn't have the best shot and somebody else did, he swung it over and then they got... You know, and they put it up. And so, yeah, yeah. it was a great game for him. I, we got to talk about Curry because I thought Curry maybe finally broke out of his little slump there. He had 15 points and he was putting the ball in the deck and it felt like the Mavericks told him, felt like it was Omax in that G League game where they're just like, hey, just put it up, man. Like, you've yeah. got to get out of this because you are not shooting the ball well at all. Like, just put the ball in the deck and start putting up some shots. Yeah, that was nice to see Seth finally get some get some shots to go. Some patented Seth Curry shots. And then uh, Exxon played really good too, I thought. In his minutes, I thought he was great, but I yeah, thought he only, played really well. Only five points, but he had seven boards, three assists. He had uh, just some, just some good plays. I, I love him as the the yeah. extra ball handler that they need. I love that he's finally filling into that role. Played I just eighteen love minutes his pace. tonight. Yeah, just his pace is so good. Wait, what do you think the Mavericks shot at the rim in this game? If you don't know already, oh, I saw it on cleaning the glass earlier, but it, it was like less than it was less than like twenty shots. It was like it was like a low it, seventeen of twenty at the rim. Oh, right at twenty. Wow, 17 of 20. Yeah, they just did not miss when they got to I mean, like, probably half of those are Derek Lively just going straight. I mean, but yeah, Yeah. he he made seven. So, yeah, (laughs) almost half of those are just Derek Lively dunks. I mean, that's that's an impressive number for sure. (laughs) Derek Lively, by the way, was uh, eighth in dunks before tonight. He had 21. Wembenyama above him at 23. And then, like, Aaron Gordon, Gobert, and Jalen Duran had 27. I think he may have caught. I think he may have caught four, five, and six with twenty-seven tonight because man, he was just throwing them down. That's interesting. I honestly wouldn't have think I wouldn't have thought he would be that high on the list, but he's I putting down dunks, sense. man. He's yeah. gotten the dunks. 
Omax's minutes. I thought he saw. I thought he showed some good stuff. Like the the little things, like the, him getting fouled. Like he gets fouled a bunch. He yeah, saw it in the G League game. You saw it in college. Like he's gonna get fouled on some of those rebounds and finishes at the rim. Like because he'll take it right to the basket. He's he's not scared. So. No, not scared. And he, you could see it defensively. It, it'll get there. I'm just really hoping if he has a Jane Hardy esque rookie season where it comes along in February March, that really does change quite a bit for the outlook of this team. And this team is so deep. Like we just talked about how many players we just talked about, like seven that were, that were impressive tonight. And yeah. some of that is because the wizards aren't good, but some of that is because yeah. the Mavericks are just a deep team right now. Like that deep depth that I talked about all off season is really showing off in games like this. Yeah. I mean, Hardy only played four minutes. Yeah. And that's, that's a guy that you would think is higher in the rotation, but it just wasn't the like Seth was going off tonight. And maybe like you said, they, they, maybe it was a point of emphasis. Like, all right, if we're a big Seth, you need to go out there and put up some shots and yeah. do your thing. So that yeah, could have been just, it. I mean, just get right. Yeah. But yeah, like if, if Kevin and Reggie on the fan no longer want, th- want, want to get right, then you go ahead and get right. <laughs> that show ended by the way. Those are, those are my guys. Yeah. Radio's Poor tough, right. man. Kevin, Kevin just got tough. a better gig, I guess. So like there that. you go. Let us know in the comment section. Say one thing about Derek Lively. I want to know what your one thing is about Derek Lively. We'll be back tomorrow. I'll have some more stats and info about the Dallas Mavericks this season. And so uh, we'll have one more show this week, and then we'll have two games this weekend, Saturday at the Bucks, and then the Kings game on Sunday. I think Reggie and I will be on that one. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked On Mavs. Go check out the Locked On Sports Today stream on YouTube or wherever you can watch live 24-7. It's just all Locked On shows. You can discover a bunch of shows. You can sample some shows. They've got all kinds of stuff. Locked on NBA. I'll be on the national show tomorrow with Locked on NBA. Uh, You can check out the Locked on Dallas one. Again, it's on YouTube, so you can subscribe to that. Locked on Sports Today. Check it out. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.